Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The prices we pay at the grocery store. We've been uh, we've been talking about that for I don't know how long now, but it goes back a while. We've been talking about this for well over a year, months and months and months. It was all caught up in the inflationary cycle, and then it started to outpace the rate of inflation on everything else. Sometimes by a bunch, and for a while, it, you know, it hung on a lot longer. I mean, the overall rate of inflation has come down quite a bit. Still not perfect, but it's a lot closer. Uh, and grocery prices have remained stubbornly high. So we've talked about it. And government's done all kinds of things to try and figure out why. What's going on? What's the deal? Right. In fact, the government is trying to come up with a, you know, a grocer's code of conduct, like a consumer protection policy, if you will. Um, but at this point, the big retailer is not completely on board. They've got some issues and they, they've been the focus of a lot of this, right? Especially the political action. I mean, the big CEOs have been hauled into, uh, Ottawa, the House of Commons time and time and time again, where MPs grill them and ask them what's going on and all the rest. And they have said the whole time, listen, it's not just us. You keep pointing the finger at us. We're just one piece of the puzzle here. There are many other factors at play. And most Canadians just aren't familiar with what goes into that final price tag that we see when we walk into the local grocery store. So let's learn a little bit. Let's figure out what's going on. And if they have a case, are they right? Are they wrong? They're just trying to defend their own interests. We're going to speak with Michael Graydon, the CEO of the Food, Health and Consumer Products of Canada Association. Michael, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here today. Good morning, Shane. It's a pleasure to be with you. Okay, so no question here. We focus on the store, but that makes sense. I mean, that's our contact point, right? I mean, for most of us, that's that's where we encounter how much food costs. But is it fair to say there's more that goes into it? Has to be. I mean, it goes from farm to the store, and there's a million steps in between. Absolutely, it's a very complicated supply chain, and you know, I think the grocers have they are the sort of frontline connection to the consumer, so they take the brunt of the animosity that exists around the whole issue uh, related to affordability. But when you look right from the very start at the farm gate, you know, the cost of agriculture continues to increase, whether it be labor, uh, input costs, carbon taxes, all those types of things. So the goods that are coming off farm are more expensive. It's more expensive to manufacture um, for all the same reasons. And, you know, there are some geopolitical things going on in relation to maybe where yeah. ingredients are coming from and the cost impacts. So, um, you know, what, what we as manufacturers do is we set the price that we sell to the retailers for. The price that goes on the shelf is is dictated by the retailers. Um, their costs are going up too. Their labor costs are going up. We've had a number of uh, labor uh, disruptions um, within the large chains, and so it's getting more expensive. So it's just this general cycle of costs that are stubborn, you're right, in regards to starting to come down to a level that I think is acceptable for for the consumer. Yeah, it's getting better. There's no question, Michael. So so if we go through that, like you, you make a really good point. When we talk about a lot of the, the prices and how they're determined and how they're set, as you go through those, probably the least wiggle room or the least negotiating, you're, you're talking about... Um, Right off the farm, a lot of it's global commodities, right? I mean, those prices are determined on a global standard almost. 
Very much so. And, you know, good portion of agriculture, they're, they're price takers in regards to the fact that so wheat, you know, it's a global price that's set. And, you know, it's it's challenging in regards to being able to manage your costs. But many of them, so when we get into geopolitical issues, the Ukraine wars had a significant impact on grain prices. We're now with issues in the Middle East and in the Suez Canal and things, um, or the um, Red Sea challenges. Uh, it's adding more cost again in regards to distribution of products. So, and the uncertainty has an impact on the markets as well. What, how, I mean, in terms of how those, once they go along and like they pass through so many different levels, right? Um, how, it, it, how much negotiation can really take place? Like you say, you know, you, you're part of the manufacturers and then you go to the retailers. I mean, there's got to be some sort of negotiation, but really, we we keep hearing from the retailers that the margins are set. Nothing's changed for us. We're not making any more money. So, I mean, how much change is there, or is it sort of follow a set formula? How much wiggle room, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Can it change that much? There's there's not a lot of change. I think, you know, the commodity prices need to come down. Uh, they're down about 13% from 2022. Uh, they need to continue to come down. Um, where the volatility sits right now is in the labor market and the cost of labor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the retailers have certainly done well from a profit perspective, but I think that's to do more with tonnage and volume than it is. But their gross margins are up a little bit from where they were. And when you're talking about a $100 billion business and gross margins up 1% or 2%, it does start to translate into profitability, not necessarily into significant cost implications for the consumer so it's it's just a very very challenging time yeah. right now and and it's um you know unfortunately you know the consumer is looking for somebody to blame uh, because they're feeling it and it is it, it is material i think in regards to um that but the other challenge that we've got aside from the relationships and negotiation and the supply chain and global issues the amount of regulatory change taking place within our industry is massive and the cost implications are huge. So front of pack labeling, all of the plasticing initiatives, um, you know, the federal government wants plastics out of retail and what's the consequences of that? Those are multi-billion dollar costs to the industry. The, the industry just does not. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder the capacity to absorb and you know we've been fighting ottawa quite significantly to say slow down on the regulatory change at this particular time let us catch up on some of the other areas where the supply chain is under uh, pressure of cost implications and don't double up on us and it is a bit of a challenge right now but you're probably looking at next year alone 10 to 15 billion dollars worth of incremental cost to manufacturing because of regulatory changes. It's a lot of money. New, and like just next year, new charges that come in or total? 
that is the total cost of okay. things like front of pack labeling that is coming. The transition manufacturing is now responsible for all recycling costs across the country fundamentally. Hasn't quite come to Alberta yet, but we're in consultation with yeah. the Alberta government. So that alone is over a billion dollar increase. Just the recycling component alone, um, front of pack labeling is about an $8 billion cost to industry that needs to be assumed. Now, that all hits next year. It will take three or four years for that to get through the system. But these are costs that are coming down, and there's a tsunami of costs uh, through regulatory transition here in this country. And, you know, you wonder if a lot of it is actually necessary. You know, do you... It's 2024. Do we really need to be putting front of pack labeling or can we not put a QR code and have it all on our smartphone? Like, you've got to start thinking differently in these particular times because I think the inflationary pressures we're under, it's not a short-term thing. It is going to be a difficult few years and we've got to find different ways to look at it to try to mitigate those cost increases. And of course, and going back to what we were talking about, Michael, those prices that you're talking about, those billions of dollars that are being added, you know, just in terms of regulatory qualifications, ultimately that will be reflected when we go to the grocery store and we'll get mad at the retailers when really it has nothing to do with them. No, exactly. And we, we need to sort of pass those on. They are, too, going through some significant changes in their requirements of plastics in their stores. They're going to have to pass those cost implications on to the consumer. So, you know, it's it's while I think climate change and plastics and all those sort of things are very important, there seems to be a lack of understanding of those unintended consequences that come from it. And, you know, we're continuing to try to encourage government to slow down. Let's try to find solutions that don't create those unintended consequences, which fundamentally means incremental cost to the consumer. There just isn't that. I don't think there's the tolerance for it anymore. And I think we need as an industry to continue to push back and find ways to try to find solutions on behalf of our, our consumers. You've mentioned time many times. You know, this time we've got, you know, all these different factors. So are we in a position you think where things get better? I mean, you're also talking about a lot of added costs coming in the coming year. So um, I don't remember this much focus on food prices before in my lifetime. So obviously there's a lot of different factors. Do you think we're going to be in a better position in one year, five years, ten years? Or... Are we sort of locked into something that's really going to be an issue for us going forward? Well, I think you've got to get used to the inflation. It's just a matter of the severity of it. I don't think um, next year will be as bad as last year. I think you can probably look at food inflation to be in that 3 to 4% range. Um, but for the next few years, I think we need to get used to that as these different components all start to factor in. So that the change in regu- the regulatory cost starts to hit this continued impact on labor. There's been some very significant labor contracts um, that have been signed this past year that are creating a whole new benchmark in regards to the cost of labor. Um, so you've got those types of things to come. And then the geopolitical, the world is unstable. And, you know, Heaven knows what's going to happen with the Middle East. Heaven knows what's going to happen in November in the United States. All those things have implications in regards to the market costs of goods. And we, they're sort of the volatility that exists there um, 
could mean it's 5 to 6%. It could mean it's 2 to 3%. There's a lot of unknowns yet, but I think we have to just sort of prepare ourselves for the fact that we're going to see an element of food inflation for a period of time, and hopefully it continues to minimize, but you're going to have it for, for the next few years anyways. Yikes. Nah, not what we wanted to hear, but it's good to have the information. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it.